The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. What's up, you guys? Welcome to the June 14th edition of the Roto World Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm Mike Gallagher. Get ready to break down our June mock draft. Not for fantasy football or baseball, fantasy basketball. Very early mock draft. Uh, we did the first edition on Saturday, so check it out for the first three rounds. Uh, but I will get uh, Ryan's take on that uh, with me, as you guess, is Ryan Canass. What's up, man? Not much, Mike. It's uh, thanks to you for setting up this fun uh, June pre-draft mock draft. It's going to be, you know, it's pretty wild because you don't know where free agents are going to land, you don't yeah. know where rookies are going to land, and we're just we're all out there winging it. But it's a lot of fun. Yeah, first time I've ever done a mock in June. I do sometimes I do them in like. April, right when it right when it ends. But now that we hear these rumors, like the Hayward stuff, the Millsap stuff, CP3, Lowry, all that stuff getting factored into where you pick, it's been fun. And the rookies, yeah. too. And we know which rookies are out. So it's actually been very light rookie um, selections. I think only we're in 11th round and only four have one. been taken. Um, but yeah. I, I was actually considering Ball with my last pick. Um, I imagine he'll be going very soon. Um, so yeah, like I said earlier, uh, if you want to hear about the first three rounds, definitely check out the Saturday pod. But I do want to ask Ryan's for Ryan's take on how we thought the first three rounds went. Um, so you got Towns at three. I mean, that's you, like that was the easiest pick you're gonna make like of your life, right? I was thrilled. Yeah, yeah. after Harden went, went one, I think I, I texted you and I was like, "Come on, cat!" Yeah. And uh, sure enough, Durant went number two to Jared, which you know that's fine. Durant yeah. was phenomenal. He was, I think, the overall per game best nine cat player yep. last year. So can't really argue that. Nope. Um, but cat, I mean, his his upward trajectory is ridiculous. Dude doesn't miss games. Yep. And he locks me into just a stud center. Um, yeah, yeah, the best fantasy center out there, uh, especially for nine cats. So, um, yeah, I loved it. That was, that was a, as you said, an easy pick. And then yeah. you followed it up with Giannis, Giannis. which uh, also yeah. was a very easy pick for me. Um, I, once I saw once I saw KD go, I knew you were taking Cat. Like we talked about that on the pod before. I was like, ah, I'll take Giannis at four. That's fine. Yeah. And then, you know, and then after that, I went Curry and Westbrook. And I think some people on Twitter were surprised that Westbrook was going, you know, not in the top five. Mm-hmm. But it's it's a different game in Nycat, for one thing. I mean, yeah. he had a historic level of turnovers last year. So that takes real, you know, puts real dent in his value. Um, but I, I think that's the right spot for him. Is there yeah. anyone in the top five who you who you think shouldn't have gone ahead of Westbrook? No, I'm cool with that. Uh, as a matter of fact, and like I said in the last pod, and also there's a column up to, if you want to see this in writing, where it's kind of tough to visualize here. Um, so pull up the uh, rotoworld.com and you'll see my first seven, kind of a recap. Um, and I'll do the next seven next week. Actually, one thing that, this is going to probably sound crazy, I would, and I'm not a big Anthony Davis guy, but just given the depth issues, I would probably take AD over Westbrook. And yes, I know the injury concerns, the million locker room trips. And I 
sounds crazy, but I may have to consider Jokic or Kawhi. I don't really like Westbrook, man. Um, as great as he was, I mean, I don't know. Uh, I just think I'm I could not... get guards later. I mean, I, uh, if you want to say, if you want to take Westbrook, cool. And number one, cool. I mean, he's, he's going to dominate three categories like nobody's business. And then, you know, add a little steals. He's shooting the three more. So he's pretty solid, but he murders you in two categories. Field goal so, percentage, yeah, right. turnovers, you're, yeah. you're doomed. I get you. And the, the statistical, um, you know, scarcity is a, is a big thing and positional as well. As you said, you could get more point guards late. I mean, we still have guys like, uh, I think Reggie Jackson just went off the board mm-hmm. before Darren Collison. There's, there's, you know, I got George Hill in round eight. Um there are good point guards to be had late for sure. Even in just and, even just the middle rounds, like the rounds three through three through six, you can get pretty good in there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I landed Kyle Lowry at, at uh, twenty three. Yeah, and he he's been an easy second round guy for the past three years or so. Yeah, pretty much. Um, pretty much first before he got hurt, he was really good. Yeah, yeah. and the only reason I think he fell that far is because there's uncertainty. If he stays in Toronto, sure, he's a lock to kind of repeat his recent value. But should he land on a different team, it's, you know, we don't know. So I I think the the buzzy pick, which we knew this was coming months ago, is Nikola Jokic going number nine, which I'm cool with for sure. I mean, like I said, I would consider him at like six or seven. Yeah, Jokic at nine was awesome. Steve, that was Dr. Ace, but he, yeah. he followed it up with a great take, a Chris oh Paul God, at yeah. 11, which I, I love. Yeah, I couldn't, yeah. I, it's, and you and I love Chris Paul. For Chris Paul to fall to 12, out of the top, yeah, yeah to number 12, um, I, I can't see that. I mean, but but then again, like, who are you taking him over, you know? Um, I, well, personally, I, 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 I think I would take him over John Wall, who yeah. was taken right before him, and maybe LeBron. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I would. I would. And yeah. I wonder if um, I, I mean to ask Ethan this: if the Chris Paul Spurs rumor caused caused him to pass on him. Hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. That might be because anytime a player changes teams, even if it seems like a good situation, you just don't know how they're going to fit with their coach, with their teammates. Yeah. There's there's usually some adjustment period, and sometimes it just doesn't work out. So you're kind of heading into the unknown with things like yeah. that. Not that I think Chris Paul's going to sign with the Spurs, I'll be yeah. clear. And so nothing really else is surprising. Uh, I do want to ask you, did I snipe you when I went lowered in front of Kyrie or what? Or did you want Kyrie you, over lowered? You, you may have. I think I was kind of not paying attention right uh-huh. before my pick, so I didn't have guys <laughs> line, lined up. So yeah. when I looked, I just took the best guy available uh or who I thought was the best, which was Kyrie. And yeah. I was actually considering Kyle Lowry right there, mm-hmm. but I but I ended up getting him five picks later. Right. So I was I was more than happy with that. Yeah, I really wanted Dame or Rudy um, with that pick, and I was happy to get Dame. Uh, and yeah. then like we, we you had Lowry, which again solid. Um, one thing that I know is kind of the the big negatives besides the, the he he's getting hurt late in the season a lot. Does yeah, that concern you a little bit or no? It's somewhere. I mean, he's a guy who plays through injuries every year, and you know, he's he's a bulldog. But you're right; he's he does seem to always have like nagging toe injuries and elbow injuries and whatever it might be. Uh, yeah, that's a bit of a concern. But I figured risk first reward. I'll, I'd take him in the third round. Yeah, I was considering. I was like him, and, and for my pick, I had, I picked Mike Conley. And I was like, I want Lowry, Conley, CJ. Uh, and I was even considering Bradley Beal, which is the last thing I want to talk about before we get to the new stuff. I love Bradley Beal, man. Like he's probably my my all 
hashtag brand this year. I, I, I would take him probably like 26, 27. Um, I think he's going to be huge, man. I'm really sold on what he did in the last two months of the season and the playoffs. Yeah. He's just really such a complete scorer. I'm not worried about that fibula injury anymore. Um, he looks great. Yeah, post break no, listen, I've I'll cop to the fact that I've never been a big Bradley Beal fan and for fantasy. Yeah. Um, it was just his lack of diversity. You know, he'd score the ball and hit threes, but he wasn't quite getting it done in other categories. But, man, post-break, he was amazing last year. He was second-round value, played 36 minutes per game almost, which, you know, he, he himself, I think, had said at one point that he might have a, a minute limit for the rest of his career. And I don't know if he was just depressed when he said that yeah. or something, but, but that always kind of, like resonated with me and anytime I thought about him I was like uh oh this is a guy with perpetual injury concerns and so forth but what he did after the break I mean he was amazing and almost three threes per game almost one and a half steals terrific percentages and he scored 25 points um so yeah I'm I'm with you I'm uh, I'm now viewing him as a borderline top 25 like late second round guy he's like Peak Clay Thompson kind of thing. Just great percentages, tons of threes. I think he'll add more dimes. So I think I wouldn't be shocked if he's like I wouldn't be shocked if he beats Wall out in nine cat with with Wall taking the big hit and turnovers. With the turnovers, yeah. yeah. If you yeah. So, so. you get to just gotta factor in if you draft John Wall you're essentially right. you might might as well pump turnovers. Alright, so speaking of Clay Thompson and we'll go through this kinda quickly. Um so after Beal, Clay Thompson went to Chris. Um Matt Strope, Mr. Hawks, he took Millsap. I took, like I said, I was hoping to get Marcus Gasol on Saturday, and I got him. So I'll take that for data with my Grizzlies double dip. Uh, <laughs> um, I was pleased with that. Um, I was. It was crazy that last year he pretty much stayed healthy despite that navicular foot fracture injury, which is usually a death blow for guys. So yeah, I he fell far last year. Yeah, I think he was like fifth, sixth rounder in twelve team. So he was a mega bargain. Uh, you went Vooch. Did I snipe you there? Did you want Casal, or did, are you happy with Vooch? You're a big Vooch guy. You always have. I, I was happy with Vooch. Yeah, yeah. I um, I was actually those were my my two options, yeah. and I was concerned a little bit about Casal with the you know DMPs and so forth. And um, yeah, I was happy to take Vooch. He actually he came on pretty strong toward the end of the season, and he had yeah. some nagging injury, and there were concerns that he might get shut down, and he he wasn't. Um, so all that sort of fed to me being very pleased with it. Yep. Yeah. We were were like uh, he had the the ankle injuries and he's like oh he's gonna get That's shut fair. down yeah and no he's he's back. Uh, Jared, this is one of uh, one of the I I say Embiid which we talked about was the first wow pick. I was kind of wowed by Eric Bledsoe going uh, and the second and last pick in the fourth round. Uh, I mean getting shut down the way he did. We know that, that we don't know for sure, but it sounds like the Suns are gonna do the same thing. Uh, they've talked a lot about uh, just punting this season and hoping to go go for it in 2019 pretty much. So I'm a little scared, man. I mean, if you draft Bledsoe, you're kind of going to have to sell high at some point. Yeah, and he's he's kind of like Westbrook light in that he will kill you in field goal percentage much of the time. Uh, yeah, after the break last year, he had 3.9 turnovers per game in 11 appearances. Um, so that's just brutal. And the shutdown concern is very real. So, yeah, that's that's a bit surprising. But I guess maybe Jared just thought he was the best point guard on the board at that time and, and needed to swing for it. Because prior to that, he'd gotten Durant, Draymond, and, and Whiteside. Yeah. So I, I think he was just starved for a point guard and went with the best one on the board. Which, yeah, I mean, it's him, Drew Holiday, who went right behind. I would take Drew Holiday over Bloods. So. Yeah, I would too. But... Yeah. 
Sorry, Jerry. Jeff, <laughs> Jeff, Jeff, Jeff Teague, also Rubio. Those guys went in the next round. Dragic also went in the next round. Um, so, yeah, um, like we said, Drew Holiday went. Solid pick. I expect his scoring to come down. Uh, he was really good score with DeMarcus Cousins and AD. Um, we'll see what happens with that. And then also Chris Middleton on that back end for Scott Bogman. I, I like that pick a lot. I wanted Middleton on the way out. Yeah, that's a strong sort of almost under the radar because of last year's, you know, massive DMPs to begin yeah. the season. And then he wasn't quite excellent when he came back. You know, there were some concerns. Uh, and then the playoffs, he kind of disappeared. Mm-hmm. But I, I love that pick for Nike. Yeah. We were talking about him at like 20 last year before the hamstring yeah. tear. Yep. So that's a good value. DeMar DeRozan, pretty much just chalk um, there in the fifth round. You took Trevor Ariza. Um what what was um what was your reasoning there? It's a nine cat special. Yep. Yep. He's been uh it's not a sexy pick and I Yeah. I waffled on it for a little bit, but he's just been so good for the past three years. Uh especially for nine cat with those threes, the steals really anchor his value. And the field goal percentages aren't great, but it's low volume and he just doesn't hurt you anywhere. Yeah. Um almost no turnovers. He's I'm fine if he just sits in the corner and hits threes and then steals the ball on the other end. Yep. Uh, and last year we had a, an Ariza reversal. Usually he's horrible to start and just ridiculous in the second half. And last year he was really, really good. He was still pretty solid down the stretch, but he did kind of have a downward trend that was a little unusual. Um, yeah. I was looking at Trevor Ariza or Blake Griffin. I wanted one of the two, and I made made the Blake pick. wasn't really thrilled <laughs> with it, but I did need a big man. Um, I like that he shot 76% from the line last year. Um, there's also talk today of him possibly going to Boston. They're saying that Boston has kind of the, the best chance to prime off of the Clippers. Um, so, yeah. Uh, is there any mention of what, like, a you know, is it the the pick or what, what are they offering up? I don't know. I don't know if it would be like a signing trade or whatever it would be, but... Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I still think he's going to stay, which is fine. Do injuries concern yeah. you with Blake Griffin? Right, but it's Blake Griffin in the fifth round. So, like, I yeah. mean, you can't yeah. really. And like I said, now that he's hitting free throws, that's big. Yeah, so, for sure. I mean, I could get defense later. There's a lot of good – I picked up a block specialist in the 11th round. I got Giannis, who's going to be top 10 in blocks. Gasol chip in. I'll just nickel and dime my way. I got another nice yeah. – there's been a lot of sneaky blocks, guys. So I'm, I'm not really too concerned about the, Blake's lack of defense. You mean in late rounds? There's a lot of guys you could grab. Well, I mean, like after seven, you know. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot. Of I'm basically, boxes. and we could talk about this as my future picks are revealed. But uh, yeah. I'm basically punting blocks unintentionally. I'm not yeah. necessarily trying to, but in my last three picks, I've thought, eh, you know, it's yeah. just not going to happen for me in that category. So but you're well still not up. terrible. I mean, you got a couple guys. You got Cat. I think Cat's going to be like top five or six in blocks. Yeah, I think his blocks will increase, and and Vooch is always over one and. I, I got a, I got a couple of guys I can build around, but yeah, I'm not you're, you're not good. too concerned if I end up losing that category. Yeah. So Jeff T went, and then again the Welch with the stunner picks, man. He took Ben Simmons. Uh, I thought that was early. Um, I love what Simmons could do. He's going to be plus, and he's going to be kind of like, I call it like, kind of like Giannis Light. Not much defense, but he'll do probably like four and a half assists, six and a half rebounds. I don't know what his scoring is going to be, to be honest. Probably like 13 points. Uh, Philly always gets a ton of steals, so it would probably be good, like 1.4, 1.3 steals. Maybe uh, 0.8 blocks. But then, like we've been saying before, um, I, I'm worried about his percentages. 
both from the line especially and from the field because he's so like he needs to get five feet in to score efficiently yeah. and that's not going to be easy at the NBA level yeah I mean our concerns are well documented in terms of both his percentages are probably going to kill you and also the turnovers they're going to you know the ball's going to be in his hands a lot he's going to turn the ball over a lot um and I haven't seen him on the court as no one has really in a couple Summer, of years. So Summer League. I'm, I'm yeah. intrigued to see what, if anything, he's added or, you know, t- tweaked about his game. But too many concerns. And for nine cat, I think that's it's far too aggressive. Yeah, to he's, not, he's not. He's not going to shoot threes. He's not going to shoot threes at all. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's fine. I don't hate the pick. I just there's a lot of talent right there to be taking a flyer on Simmons, man. It's aggressive. Yeah, yeah. very aggressive. It's not like a horrible pick, but yeah. But eh, it's probably it's probably the worst pick so far though. <laughs> um, that what do you think? So that Bledsoe and Bead. I mean, those are kind of the three that stuck out for like surprising picks for me. Yeah, I haven't studied it. Yeah, too I just much, kind of, but yeah, that's that's that that about right. Yeah. So those after that, where kind of walked out. Yeah, I mean, listen, listen to these players coming behind: Drogic, Ricky Rubio, who was killer in the last month and a half of the season. Uh, the trade members are going to be there though. Uh, Andrew Wiggins went to Steve. So solid. I mean, high score. Not the best fantasy yeah. guy. Maybe he could actually steal a ball. Um, and then D'Angelo Russell's an interesting pick. Looked good at times. Um, hurt a lot last year. You're going to have to worry about the Lonzo Ball rumors. So what do you think about Russell going where he did? Um, I think it's maybe a little aggressive mm-hmm. again. Uh, yeah, taking him right at the turn like that. But another situation where I think he just really wanted a second point guard, yeah, and and probably you know sold on Russell's upside, and you can make a case for him there, but yeah. I, I wouldn't have taken. Well, I mean, there were actually to your point, what there the next point guard that comes off the board because there was that little run there with yeah. Dragic, Rubio, and Teague. He was so, getting nervous at that yeah, point. Yeah, he had to take one. So who came next? Fultz, if you count that, uh, Schroeder. I'd take Russell over Schroeder. Yeah, he's fine. I mean, he was a, he was a sixth round guy after the break last year, and he got him. Granted, that's I'm talking twelve cap, but he got him right at the turn of yeah. six and seven. So that's a yeah. All right, and I that, take it back. That, yeah, that's that goes a reasonable to, place to take him. Yeah, that goes okay. So it's weird. So the early rounds we were like, okay, bigs are kind of thin, and now that we're getting to the middle rounds, point guards getting kind of thin. Yeah. So something to think about. So that's the old. This has been fantasies for for years. Is big men and point guards. You want to make sure you get a couple there. And you. That's. Yeah, I, I, I led the draft with Towns, Kyrie, and yeah, Kyle Lowry. So I was perfect. thrilled with that. And then Vooch in round four. So yeah. I was like, boom, just yeah. lock, lock up those positions and focus on swingmen. Right. But, okay. So based on that, I mean, if you're looking at. I mean, the first round, like Kawhi Leonard, Jimmy Butler, I mean, these guys are so good. You yeah. can't really. And, like, I took Giannis. I mean, Giannis is Giannis. He basically yeah. is a powerful. He's basically both um, at the same time. So, I mean, does that influence you in the first round where you're like, oh, maybe I shouldn't? Maybe I should take Jokic over Kawhi or something like that? Not so much. I mean, yeah. Towns gets a little boost, like, over Giannis. Someone, like, I, yeah. I feel like they're pretty comparable in terms of overall value, but the positional. Yeah, maybe give a little bit of an edge to Cat there. Um, generally speaking, in the first round, I just go with the best possible player. Yes. You can always you can always correct and you know pick up a position you might need in rounds two or three. Um, 
So, uh, yeah, as far as those elite players, I think you just go with value. I don't think you look too much at the positions. Yep. Yeah, I don't. I, don't, I live by that for years, too, is I just draft my favorite player for the first four rounds, regardless, and then I'll figure the rest out. So, And then once you start, and, and I always say this, too, the perfect draft is when your needs hit your want every time. Yeah. Like you're like, oh, Which... I need a point guard. He's the best player. Point guard. So Okay, so back on track. Steve is punting. He went with DeAndre Jordan in the sixth round. He was one of the weaker teams for free throw percentage, so it made a lot of sense. Uh, nobody else is punting, obviously, when he fell that far. So yes. that gives him a huge kind of a monopoly, very supply-demand advantage. And just to re- he, has, he also had DeAndre Drummond the next round, Dwight Howard as well. So his team is monster up front, man. Um, yeah, that's how you do it. I love it. Yeah, me too. I love what happened because no one else is punting. Yeah. So Steve has free reign to just just grab. Like I'd be shocked if he doesn't get someone like Rajon Rondo or Thaddeus yeah. Young yep. in future rounds. Both of whom are still out there. I don't know why Thad's still out there in yeah. round eleven to be completely honest. But yeah. Steve Steve probably should take him uh, with his next pick. Right. And then I mean, there's no competition for these guys. Who, when you throw out free throw percentage, they become much much more appealing. So I, I actually love what, what Steve's doing with this team. Yeah, and I was actually considering that because, I mean, Giannis shot, what, 77%? So, like, I was like, eh, because when you take Giannis, you kind of consider yeah. punting. But Dame was, I think, number two in the last, like, three months of the season for free throw percentage. Uh, Conley's an elite free throw shooter. Gasol's a really good shooter. So I was like, oh, man, I'd hate to take DeAndre over Blake and just, like, yeah. zap all that value off those guys. So I couldn't do it. Uh, okay, so... Robert Covington, who was extended today, by the way, um, he's a tough one because Simmons is coming. They're going to draft someone in, with their number three pick. Um, I mean, Dario Sarge, um, even Timothy Lawalu Cabarro could be a factor. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I mean, I don't hate the pick. I just wouldn't have made it. There's just too many question marks there. As good as he was um, in the last two months, I mean, his steals numbers were just stupid. Yeah, you basically summed it up. And I even toyed with the idea of Covington over Ariza, to be honest. They oh, okay. Around earlier. Yeah. Just because he was, like, on paper, he's he was, he's been phenomenal for stretches. with There's ludicrous steal totals on three-pointers. Um, but, yeah, the percentages hurt. It's, field goal percentage at times tanked you, especially early last season. Um and the question marks. I mean, you, you summed it up, so no, no more to say there, really. Yeah. All right, so after that, Serge Ibaka in the sixth. This guy, what is it, six straight seasons, I believe, his blocks per game have dropped. Uh, he's yeah. still just 27 years old. Uh, he uh, He's on like kind of the Mount Rushmore of guys who just look so bad in the postseason. LaMarcus could also go on there, which was Tommy's next pick, by the way. Um, what are we doing? I mean, that guy is just... He was a top eight player, I want to say, when he was peaking, just because the block scarcity is so good. Um, I, I thought that was a good value. In my column, I wrote that was the best value pick to get Surge in the sixth. Um, he's still going to be good for, I think, 26, 27 minutes. Uh, whatever, wherever he winds up, uh, he just won't play as much power forward. Yeah, it's uh, at a minimum 26 minutes. Yeah, exactly. And I. Again, I haven't studied it enough to declare that the best value pick, but it's a great value for sure. Yeah. Um, you're at what sixty four right there. Yeah, he's gonna hit that. He's definitely gonna hit that value. The only reason it's a little bit risky is because you don't know where he's gonna land. If he stays right. in Toronto, that looks great. If he goes somewhere else and 
you know, his role's a bit decreased. Uh, usage rate drops or something like that. It's not as good. Yeah, as long um, as he matches but, his blocks per game from last year, you're golden. Yeah, and ri- I mean, risk versus reward right there, that's a beautiful pick from yeah, Tommy. For sure. Uh, Devin Booker, that's about where he's going to go mid-sixth round, 10 teams. So you're talking kind of early sixth uh, for your 12-team leagues. Nicholas Batum, who really he needs to get a better shot selection. But again, pretty standard pick. Uh, I went with Victor Oladipo. I bought into a blurb that I wrote earlier in the day um, about Muscle Watch. Um, he <laughs> he posted on Instagram. He he looked looked pretty cut, man. He looks like he's he knew he knows he had a bad season last year. So he looks like he's really trying to turn it around. I like hearing he's going to get point guard minutes. Uh, he was hurt a lot last year, and he attributed that because he wasn't in his best shape. So he seems like he's dedicated. This is a guy that we really thought was going to have a good season, even with Russell Westbrook eating all that. So I was, uh, yeah, there were a lot of guys. The guy who you took, Gary Harris, he was on my short list. But I was like, ah, I'll take Victor Oladipo here. Um, so wait, thoughts on my Depot pick and thoughts on Gary Harris with a lot of Denver stuff going on. Yeah, Depot. So there's three shooting guards in a, almost in a row there. That uh, Devin Booker, we just glazed right over. But last yeah. year, he was he was such a hot you know, fantasy prospects and everyone was, was kind of salivating. Uh, I, I didn't own him anywhere. I wasn't totally I owned him on once that. in one league. I got him in like the seventh round though. I was like, hey, I'll take him. Maybe if he busts out and maybe he can get a steal game or something. Which Last year you do. got him in, in seventh? Yeah. Oh, nice. 12 okay. team. Yeah. Actually, was it four? Yeah. It was late. It was like pick 70 or so. Yeah, so I, I mean, I'm fine with him here and I'm, I'm, I'll be curious to see where and uh, how he's gets drafted going forward because I feel like maybe the the shine has worn off a little bit but yeah in any case uh I like your yeah the depot pick was great he he's gonna be better than he was last year Mm -hmm. it was I think there was an adjustment period of being around such a ball dominant guy like Russell Westbrook and also probably from the coaching side they're figuring out how to you know how to get a Robin to Westbrook's Batman uh and make him be effective, which he wasn't last year. So I think that's a great pick. And I followed it up with Gary Harris, who I was going to take. Regard, I, was, I had my sights set on Gary Harris, and I was thrilled to land him. I knew I wasn't going to get him. I, once I knew I let him go to you, you were going to take yeah. him. Like he's totally, yeah. a, he's totally a Ryan guy. Like what? He was number one for shooting guards for field goal percentage, I think. And like great free throw shooter, little steals, plenty of threes. Just doesn't hurt yeah. you anywhere. Nuggets love him. He's, his role's just going to keep. Growing, uh, yeah, just perfect pick for me there. Yeah, he's so good. And immediate, well, I made another Nuggets pick, which so we'll tie it all together later. Uh, Nurkic, what do you th- what do you think about that? Uh, injury concerns completely surpassed every expectation in his yeah. time with the Blazers. Um, is that kind of where you should go? I guess. Yeah, I'm, that looks like a reasonable spot for nine cat. And honestly, when Jared made that pick, I was because I, I haven't done a ton of research for this draft. I, I'm still sort of in, you know, playoff postseason draft mode. Um, but when he made that pick, I was like, oh yeah, Nurkic. <laughs> like, yeah. I had almost he was like off my radar entirely. Um, but I, I, I like it. I was surprised that Jonas. I thought Jonas was going to take him over Covington. Jonas, oh, yeah, Jonas, Jonas is all about the there for Nurk. Yeah. He was maybe hoping he would fall to him the next round. Yeah. So then we went a couple big men for Bogman. Uh, he went Gortat, who really fell off in the second half. Um, so we'll see my, my Himi. Uh, I'm a big Gortat guy, but I don't, I don't know. I think I'd rather shoot for higher upside there. Uh, Noel, interesting, hurt a lot. Um, apparently Dallas isn't going to be very good, assuming they bring him back. So that that, that was solid. Uh, Avery Bradley, again... Talked about this in the first pod. 
Boston scares me, man. They're going to have so much talent on that team. Fools. Hayward, possibly. Uh, a lot of uh, social media stuff. Uh, Hayward's wife posted a picture of Hayward next to a Paul Revere statue. Um, also, uh, Hayward's wife had a picture of their baby wearing a Go Green shirt. I mean, the, the Boston uh, Illuminati signs, man, they're coming out. So, a little bit worried there. Um, but, yeah, anyways, anything you want to add on Noel? I know you... You like no, I, I, I hadn't seen the picture of Hayward next to Paul Revere, <laughs> but I would. I'm reminded of what was it, Kevin Love in a Red Sox game or something. And so I wouldn't read too much into right. this. Um, but I actually wanted Noel here. I uh, I was sort of sniped two picks earlier. Um, I like his upside, and he, I mean he was like a what top eighty guy in like tw- twenty two minutes per game yeah. or something after the break with Dallas. Um, so I, I rather like him, and I think that was a solid pick. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, the the upside he has top twenty upside for sure. Um, just got to stay healthy. Avery Bradley, like we said, that's pretty much where he should go. Had the Hayward thing not been going down, I would have probably taken Bradley over Depot. I'm a big Avery Bradley guy. Um, you took Gorgie Jang, guy that is yep. just rock solid. But uh, again, it, it just doesn't really wow you. He's just one of those guys that is just like so good for fantasy. Uh, it, but then again, being so good for fantasy, and you know, he's not great as far as you know, just pure talent goes. So, if the Wolves maybe go that direction in the draft, does that concern you at all, or just like figure it out? Yes, yeah, no, there's some definite risk there, and I'm in the midst in terms of this draft of just a pure like on paper nine cat run. Yeah. I, I, I took Trevor Reza, Gary Harrison, yeah. Gorgie Jang. No one is looking at me and, and applauding. Yeah. Um, but they're all solid picks. Like I'm, I'm. I look back at this draft and I'm very happy with all those picks. Uh, Jang, I just wanted a guy who was power forward and center eligible. He gives you almost a steal and a block per game. Solid boards, good percentages. Just isn't isn't going to hurt you. And I just wanted basically that. Yep. Yeah, I went kind of similar. I went Tobias Harris. I kind of like hearing that the Pistons are going to break everything apart. So I think Tobias could see a, who's going to probably stay on the team. I could see his usage going up. Another guy that's very fantasy-friendly, does a little bit of everything. So yep. I, I thought that was a pretty easy... I, I, I was I was looking at Jang, Bradley, and Harris, and Noel. So then that kind of made my decision for me. Like, okay, cool. So those are all pretty good picks. <laughs> um, Schroeder, we talked about him. Kind of a uh, little Westbrook-esque with... Turnovers are bad, bad efficiency, does a little bit of rebounding, a little bit of assisting, not to Westbrook's capacity, obviously, but, you know, pretty much one of the best point guards there. Um, I mean, nothing really to that. Um, possibly, also, he could get a big usage rate increase if Millsap goes away. We saw him. Really yeah, and off. his playoffs performance was phenomenal. Yeah. So I'd be, I, was, I was very encouraged by that if I, if I had drafted him. Yeah, and then another wow pick by, so this is, what, three of five? Going to the Welch, who uh, took Markel Fultz. Again, I don't want to bash, man, but that's too early, man. Uh, to go to Boston, to play behind Bradley, to play behind Isaiah, you're going to have to beat out Rozier out of the gate, um, which isn't going to be easy for a rookie. So, I, yeah, I, you need a lot of things to go right for one being an Isaiah Thomas injury for that really to work out. Yeah, I feel like Chris has has sort of zoned in on his guys like dudes yeah. that he really wants and he's kind of testing because this is obviously well i would assume the first draft that he's done yeah. it, and i feel like he's 
like he wants them and he's figuring out where he can get them. So I would assume that he's being a little bit more aggressive than you would typically see with some yeah. of these guys. Cause I don't think anyone was going to draft Marco Fultz for at least another round or two, given yeah. the sheer uncertainty. We don't even know where he's going to land. And if he does land in Boston, that's a terrible situation for him on yeah. a team that's built to make the playoffs that wants to succeed and has a loaded backcourt. And there's just a ton of balls in the air. So yeah, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I'm, as we're drafting right now, this could all change on July 4th or whatever. When we actually know what this team looks like. But I'm pretty much took every Boston guy off my draft board, except for actually, um, I think Terry Rozier is like a trade bait kind of guy. Maybe he gets traded to a good situation. Uh, anyways, um, Lamarcus Aldrich, like we said, he's gonna slip, uh, but Lamarcus is is good uh, if he can get it going. Again, terrible in the in the off season. Um, the Spurs could look a little different. Uh, Valachunas, I'm I'm I've been one of the biggest JV cheerleaders, like you said. I'm off. I'm not touching the man. Yeah, I, th- I don't know. Honestly, both he and Aldridge, I think at this point in the draft, you're, you're talking past 65. I think they went 66 and 67. Um, I, I think they're okay values there. JV, the, it, year after year, there's just frustration, but that's because yeah. owners want to see him as like a third, fourth round guy. So yeah. if you get him in the sixth or seventh, I think that's okay. I'm with you though. I'm not. I'm no longer sold on him. I'm not touting him as a pick, um, but it, a relatively decent bargain at this point. I took Tobias just before them, and then my next two picks were also two power forwards who I would take over both those guys. I'm. I'm off. I'm. I don't want Lamarcus anymore. He has the heart condition, which again he was okay with, but that's been. That's the third time in his career he's had that, so a little concerning. Yeah, I mean, well, I'll say there's a reason I took Gorgie Jang over Lamarcus Aldridge. Right, <laughs> right. Not, not so old. Right, and so we mentioned Andre Drummond went to Steve for the full punt mode. Uh, Harry B to Ethan. I think I'm. I kind of like Harry B. I thought that was a good pick. Um, yeah. I expect a higher usage. Dirk's a year older now. Um, again, like we said, the Mavs are anticipating not being very good. Uh, we even saw Cuban admit that they were punting in the end of the season. Uh, TJ Warren, another guy who really killed down the stretch. Suns, like we said, they're not really going to add any free agents like they said. So he should be in a good position. Hopefully they don't draft someone like Josh Jackson to take away minutes. Uh, I've always thought Warren's a great second unit, high volume guy. Um, and then Steve took Seth Curry also, which was interesting. But again, Mavs, um, high upside, high usage. Seth was really good before he got hurt. Um, any thoughts on those picks? Um, yeah, mostly Ethan sniped me. I, I, want, I was hoping that Harrison Barnes would fall all the way to me, you know, 10 picks later. Uh, and then TJ Warren was one of those guys who, um, like I said earlier with Nurkic, I, I sort of forgot about. And when I saw his name on the spreadsheet, I was like, oh yeah, TJ Warren was awesome. Yeah. He was phenomenal to start the season, ph- yep. and then he got injured, and he was phenomenal to end the season. And I think we've got to have him higher on our draft boards than, than apparently we do. That's probably where I want to take him. I still don't really buy yeah, the defensive I him stats. A earlier. I don't know. I, I'm like I said. I want to see who the Suns draft. Because if they draft someone like if they don't draft a point guard, I'm a little bit worried about Warren's usage, playing time, and I'm not totally sold on that. He had like a pretty sizable bump in defensive stats, which wasn't there at all earlier in his career. Um, Jonas kind of surprised me. He went with Billy Hernan Gomez, um, which he was good. Uh, no, no doubt the, the Knicks aren't going to really add anyone, so he's all he's all right. Um, I would probably like him another round later. Again, the, the two guys that I took that after that I like a lot more. Um, but what were your thoughts on Willie? I was kind of surprised by that. 
it was surprising, but as I looked back on his on Hernan Gomez's splits last year, I'm I'm kind of sold on that pick. I like it. Yeah. And uh, just a quick question for you: Would you rather have Hernan Gomez or Valanciunas? Uh, Hernan Gomez. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, you're really down. <laughs> I'm off. Dude. Yeah, I'm off, dude. I'm I got off. you. I got yeah. you. Yeah. He's. Uh, I did not like what I saw out of him. I didn't like the idea if they keep Ibaka. Um, you actually, you you want Ibaka to be elsewhere. Because, um, I, like I said, Ibaka's going to play more center, I think. His days of Yeah, JV will, will be in the locker room in the fourth quarter yeah. if Ibaka is still on that team. Yep. Uh, Danilo Gallinari was next. Solid pick. Really nothing to, to that. Uh, Jay Crowder. Now, if, if the Hayward rumors and the Fultz stuff, because they're going to play Avery Bradley at the three more, I think. If all that stuff wasn't happening, Crowder would have been way gone. Uh, but here we are. Um, I love Jay Crowder. Another guy who's like kind of in your group of... Harris, Jang, Ariza, just guys that don't sound great, but they're fantastic for fantasy. Yeah, the only reason this pick surprised me is because it came from Chris, <laughs> who had been just coming out of left field the yeah. entire draft, and Crowder's a salt, like a complete value right yeah. there, so I, I love that pick. That was a great pick. Uh, I was considering two guys with my pick, and Matt Strove made the decision for me. I was looking at Clint Capella, who Matt selected. Um, I love West Side Capella in the postseason. I think his mints are going to come up next year. Should be elite in blocks. Doesn't go to the line too much, so you could overcome that, unlike your Drummonds and your Jordans. So I thought that was a great pick. Yeah, Capella is strong right there. And yeah. I think we saw his like, pseudo breakout last season yep. and should, should only get better next year. Yep. And I was really happy to get Marquise Chris. I love Marquise Chris, man. Uh, I think his blocks are coming up. Hopefully he doesn't shoot as many threes. He's going to have a lot of dunks to help boost up his field goal percentage when he's launching those threes that he's not good at making yet. Um, total breakout candidate on a team that's very young, plays very fast. All that, all those checks you like to see uh, for young big men, um, definitely a, a breakout candidate for me. Yeah, totally. And the third player of this draft, when I saw his name, I was like, oh yeah, probably should, <laughs> I probably should have should have been focusing more on him. So yeah, I love I love that pick. Yeah. Uh, you took George Hill, uh, Mr. Hurt all the time. Um, just a nightmare of a season. It sounds like Utah wants to bring him back. But he was so good, man. What, first 10 active games of the season, he was like number 11 or something like that. He was so good. Um, so, yeah, just total reward outweighing the risk. I thought that was a good pick. I knew he wasn't going to make it back to me. I, I honestly know who you're going to pick before. I, <laughs> like, I, told, I, was talking, I was talking to Jared. I was like, Jared, you're on deck. Um, he's like, oh, I'm probably going point guard. He's like, I'm not sure what I'm going to do. It's like, I may, go, I may go George Hill here. I'm like, yeah, Ryan's taking nope. George Hill. Yeah. <laughs> so you may have to think of something else, and there we are. Um, so, yeah, I mean, just a bit of a gamble on him staying oh, with his year, totally worth totally, it. Totally, totally like, worth it. And, and I was looking at the available point guards remaining, and it was a no-brainer. So. Yep, yep. Uh, Markeith Morris to Jared, pretty solid. Uh, I mean, nothing really to that. Yeah. Um, Eric Gordon went next, last pick of the eighth round. I didn't like that pick at all. Um, I thought we kind of saw the – if you take away that – December, early January run, he was terrible. Like from a fantasy angle, like he was barely worth on the putting on your roster. So Lou Williams going there definitely hurts him. Um, yeah. So yeah, I I don't like that pick at all. No offense. To I was going to Gordon for the past couple of years, and yeah, right. We didn't see anything improve in Houston. I mean, tons of three pointers, but you're talking a one cat specialist. And yep. as you mentioned with Williams, there it's game over. Yep. And speaking of Williams, Marvin Williams, who, man, this guy, I think he was second round after the break. Uh, he was just yep. incredible. Um, but they're going to probably add some help up there. He is a year older. We've been saying this for 
two years now. Um, we didn't expect him to really do it again, and he did it even better last year after the breakout two years ago. So that's a great pick. Um, you're, you're pretty much, we've been betting against Marvin Williams for a couple years, but to make a bet on him in the ninth round in a 10 team, that's pretty good. Yeah, this guy. I don't know. Yeah, right. <laughs> he was, for a decade, he was one of the most inconsistent players you could possibly own. It was it was infuriating to own him. So it's still hard, even after two really awesome years. It's still hard for me to forgive him his transgressions and accept him at this age as being like a a lock for top seventy value. Yeah. Um, but yeah, good good pick there. Yeah, Pat Beverly um, wasn't really hurt too much by Lou Williams. So I thought that was pretty much just fine. And it was just, he was drafting for a need. He only had Bledsoe, so he definitely needed a point guard. So I thought that was a fine pick. Yeah, not going to win a Jared might as well just punt assist at this point. Yeah. He's got Bledsoe, Bradley, and Beverly as his guards. And yeah. Anyway, but yeah, yeah solid pick. Yep. Uh, you went with Julius Randle. Uh, Lakers, uh, he's going to play more center. Had a nice little run, uh, what, February? Um Late January too, early into March, he was kind of getting going. Yeah, and the assists were up. I mean, his his stats increased, and I think he had almost four assists per game last year, which I loved. Uh, tons of boards, which I I needed, and also like you know late in the draft. Um, and as you mentioned with Oladipo, there's there's been a lot of things. You know, Muscle Watch gets too much fake play during the summer, but Randall looks like he's legit like, built now, and committing himself to all sorts of workouts, and, um, yeah, anyway, just hoping that he comes back in the best shape of his life. And yeah, he looks, he looks really good, uh, especially the Lakers, they want to have more um, playmaking through him. Um, yeah. I was pretty happy to get Aaron Gordon, um, he really, really took off in that shift to power forward, shot selection got way better, he's apparently going to go all out on improving his three-point shot, which is good. Yeah, we heard the whole, he's a P, he's a Paul George for us from Frank Vogel. That didn't work out. Um, but yeah, I mean, they want to get him, get him going. I don't think they're going to really draft anyone to influence his playing time, so he looks good. Uh, Tareem Prince went to Matt Strobe, Mr. Hawks. Um, solid pick, man. Good defensive stats. Um, and he also, that's kind of a, a hedge from taking Paul Millsap, because if Millsap bolts, Prince is looking delicious. I mean, Prince would probably be like a, um, maybe even a six rounder if Millsap's gone. Yeah, yeah, that, that pick was. A curveball for me. I didn't see it coming. Really, at all. Jonas actually I, wanted him. Jonas was like, "Ah, oh, I wanted Prince." Nice. Okay, so yeah. I guess there's more demand for him than I thought. But now yeah. that I mean, when you consider it, sure, he's in an awesome position. Millsap could leave. Uh, Ilyasov was off the books. Uh, uh, Sepalosha's off the books. You got Hardaway Jr. is going to be a restricted free agent and very well could leave with a big offer from another team. So, like, things are, you know, Prince is sitting pretty right now. Yeah. So, I, 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 I like that pick. That's sneaky. Yeah, I do too. Uh, so, the Welch and Tommy went point guard back to back. Alfred Payton and Jeremy Lin, preference on those two? That's a good question. I'll go uh, first. I'll take Jeremy Lin. I think the Nets are going to be decent this year. We saw last Lin was hurt last year. So, yeah, we hated all that. He sat out for so long. But to that point, Brooke was healthy. Brooke didn't sit. So I think if Lynn's healthy, he'll be out there. Um, again, I love the Nets' pace. So I, I take him. Alfred Payne also has to worry about the Magic drafting a point guard. So I think it's it's Lynn for me. Pretty easy. Yeah, I don't know. Pay- Payton impressed me after the yeah. break. But the, the percentages are 
concern, especially in nine cat. I give a bit of an advantage to Lynn, but it's not huge either way for me. Yeah, yeah. It's I mean, it's not like a huge difference, but I would yeah. take I take Lynn. Uh, James Johnson, solid pick. Need to have a couple things go his way. Hopefully Miami doesn't sign people. But James Johnson was what like fourth round after the break. He was so good. Uh, Steve punting again with Dwight Howard. Ethan went with the two Roy boys. Uh, he went Malcolm Brogdon and Dario Saric uh, on the back to back. I don't know, but I'm not. I wasn't. I'm a big. I was Mr. Dario last year. But like I said, with with the whole Covington thing, Sixers are going to add so much talent on that team. Man, they have a lot of money for free agency as well. So I'm kind of off the Sixers right, right now. That could change, but I don't know. Yeah, I feel like Dario. Like he's an okay gamble. Yeah. You're talking the 91st pick in the draft. Um, percentages were the only thing that really dragged him down after he started to blow up in the second half last year. But I will say I loved Brogdon. I yeah. I thought that was a great pick. He was definitely on my board as a guy. Um, you know, I, I had him in the mix. Like I looked at George Hill and and Lynn and Peyton and Brogdon all sort of in the same breath. Yeah. And yeah, so I I loved that pick. Sarich more risk but yeah. reasonable. I was kind of looking for I like upside. Like the guy that I took, I think has a way higher upside after coming up. Uh, Steve took Wade. I would never draft Wade. Jonas, and now, if you draft Embiid, which is fine, you have to make sure you get Rashawn Holmes. And Chris didn't do that. The Welsh didn't do that. And Jonas sniped him. I don't know if he was considering it or he misjudged, but, I mean, that's probably where Holmes should go, man. I mean, I don't think the Sixers are going to draft a big man. They're sold on Holmes as a backup who can play 22 minutes behind Embiid. So, a guy who was, what, third round after the break? He was just killer. He was... One of the best pickups last year. Down the yeah, ph- phenomenal. I mean, he hit 13.6 points, 6.8 boards, uh, you know, .73s with over a steal and a block per game yeah. after the break. Um, and obviously that's not going to be repeated because Embiid's going to be back. But you're right. As a handcuff, he's an absolute must if you draft Embiid. Yeah, yeah, and I, yeah. you have to be aggressive. I mean, he should have taken, he should have taken him over Peyton and all those guys. Um, so yeah, that's a very valuable lesson for the Embiid lovers like myself. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I'm probably going to try to draft Embiid at like the 4th. So I'd have to take Holmes in like the 10th, which is fine. Um, Tommy took Josh Richardson, very similar to Holmes. Just killed it down the stretch. I love Richardson. Like we said, there's the heat possibly picking guys up. So... Yeah, I yeah, that's solid. a solid, solid pick, and he didn't quite live up to the billing last year, so I feel like he's going to fall as he did in this draft. And yeah, if you can get him around round ten, that's that's a solid bet on his upside. Yeah, he was number two on my board when it was coming to me, um, so I was I was hoping to take him on the way out. Um, so Pal Gasol went to the Welch. Uh, I don't. I'm not making that pick. Uh, Willie Cauley Stein went to Matt Strope. Solid. Um, big man on the board, um, making his free throws a little bit. So I thought that was a pretty solid big man pick. Yeah, I like that. And Gasol, like, okay, if you want to draft him here, it just didn't. Okay, Chris, Chris is a. Fa- I've never drafted with him before, and it's fascinating because he had all those interesting bets on young upside guys, yeah. and then he and then he goes with Gasol in round ten. So I don't know. That's I don't know what's going on there. That's but. I'm the opposite. I go super safe early, and then I turn into a wild card late. And I think that's yeah. how I mean. I but I go, and I, I was. This is my favorite pick of the draft. I think uh, I got Jamal Murray. I wanted him so yeah, bad. Jo- strong. Jonas was like, all right. I, I thought Jonas was going to take him just to make me mad. Uh, but yeah, I love Jamal Murray. Yes, Denver's got some money. I'm hoping they don't sign Gallo. He's clearly ahead of Moutier. I don't think that. I mean, they, when they're when they're playing him, 
last season when they're in a playoff chase, what are they going to do in October? I mean, they're going to play him. Um, this guy, I think, has a two-and-a-half, three-upside. Um, he's going to only give you probably four assists, but I think the steals are going to be there. The offense is going to be so high for this Denver top-three offense next year. Easy, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. And yeah. Their, their passing is amazing, was yeah. amazing last year. I think, yeah, they're, they're built to run. Such a great compliment to Jokic, it's gonna man. It's going to be fun to watch. By the way, how much money changed hands between you and Jonas? <laughs> for what? <laughs> to, for him to, to gift you Jamal Murray. Right? Well, he oh. took he took Holmes, man, so. Yeah, no, that's true. Holmes is fine. I thought but he yeah, was going to do I, it. I, I thought, honestly, that you were going to take Jamal Murray the round before. When I know. Aaron, I, I, Aaron I know how much you love him, and yeah. I was like, well, you know, if he falls to me here, I'm definitely going to take him, but I, I knew you were going to take him there. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh. If Aaron Gordon wasn't there, I probably would have taken him, but I thought that Aaron Gordon was a bargain, man. Yeah. But did you, what, you didn't really get... I think I mean I I really like Gordon there. Oh, Gordon was terrific. Yeah, and Gordon, yet another guy who after yeah. I made my pick and then I saw Aaron Gordon, I was like, oh, I probably should have taken him instead yeah. of Julius. Like Brandon. seriously, anybody that I got w- taken and actually yeah, for the rest of the draft, I had Gordon and then Murray and then it wasn't even close for the rest. All these guys have been rattling off. I would take Murray over in a heartbeat. Even before that, I mean, besides Chris, like I would I would take him over George Hill. I don't know if that's a hot take or not, but I'm all in on Murray, man. Oh, oh, and Jamal Murray. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you took Greg yeah. Monroe, and you could explain your reasoning. Yeah, that was just a, a shot. I mean, the dude's per-minute stats are great. The big knock on him is he doesn't give you many defensive stats for a big man. But like I said, I'm I'm okay kind of punting blocks at this point. Um, and you don't know where he's going to land. I'm hoping that he opts out and hits free agency and lands somewhere perfect. So this was really just a shot in the dark. But even if he ends up, once again, coming off the, you know, the – Bucks bench is their second unit rock. Um, yeah. You know, he'll give me like top 100 value, something like that. And I'm, I'm okay with that because I got him at 108. Yeah. So. I wonder where Thon Maker fits in. He's also muscle watch. Uh, he's been yeah, he's going to play a lot of center. Yeah, so. so. But, but I, so I, I feel he's going to start Monroe, even if he stays with the Bucks, it's going to be their backup big man, play 24, 26 minutes a game. Yeah, and that's, en- that's enough for a top 100 value. So He's been staying on the court, been pretty healthy in his career. Uh, Wilson Chandler, a year older. I feel like last year was kind of a fluke because he was pretty healthy last year for a guy who's always hurt. So I, I don't know. I'm not. I wasn't the biggest fan of that one. It's not a bad pick, but yeah, it's all right. And the you mentioned the the injuries have always been there, and yeah. the Nuggets just have so many moving parts that I'm not really comfortable with that. But yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm, the rest of my picks are all upside. Like I, I don't do, I don't care about your floor now. I'm just shooting for upside in every pick. Um, Reggie Jackson, interesting pick. Uh, he's obviously going to try to be, get out of there. Um, I don't know what they're going to do. If they trade him to a team that takes on salary and they do like the Nick Stauskas special or whatever, but um, that contract's terrible, the $80 million. Um, MKG was another guy who was really good last year, late in the season. So, fine pick there, man. Yeah, sneaky. And a dude who gives you lots of defensive stats. Uh, his, you know, we always knock his shooting, but he his what did he shoot last year? He shot 48% from yeah. the field yep. uh, and 78% from the line. So, not going to hurt you anywhere. It doesn't turn the ball over. Don't expect threes, and you'll be happy. Yeah, and also, too, you mentioned the defensive stats. That was kind of the thing. He got he has the reputation of being a good defender, but the stats really weren't there, uh, and that was really the first season um, that he actually was one and one. Uh, so yeah, just to, to drive that point home, 
and 15-16, he had .4 blocks, .4 steals in, the, in just seven games, obviously. Uh, but then yeah. the year before that was .7, .5. So he's never gone 1.0 blocks or 1.0 steals, and he did both last year. So yeah. that was huge. And, and needs to do that to have any fantasy appeal. Yep, so. yep. So, yeah, he really hit the jackpot. Um, okay, so we'll see if he can do it. He's still young, too. Okay, so last uh, Zach Levine, stash mode. You took Evan Fournier, who really slipped. Um, well, I mean, I can't believe he was still there. I if I was like, oh man, if, if Fournier falls for me, I may have to take him. But you took him. Yeah, I didn't want to draft yeah. him. Yeah, I just felt like obligated, and yeah. I, I I don't know, getting that many points late in the draft, and you know, solid threes, a steal per game, good percent. Well, field goal percentage isn't great, but I think that'll improve this year. Um, I think last year was sort of an adjustment phase for him as he as he figured out how to be a go-to guy facing yeah. the best defender on an opposing team every single night. Yeah. So I'm I'm hoping for better, but it was yeah basically just an ob- obligatory yeah. pick. I, again, I, I was like, ah, Ryan's gonna probably take him to make this decision on me a little easier because I wanted to get some Zupak. All eyes on me. <laughs> and again, I think you guys you knew I was taking Murray the last time, and I think Jonas probably knew I was taking Zupak here. Um, I love it, man. Uh, I don't see that the Lakers signing anyone. Uh, I don't think they're going to play Mozgov very much. Uh, Magic Johnson says he likes Zubots. Uh, again, they're not, I don't. St- they're not going to draft us. There's no. There's no center they would take it to. I mean, they're going to either yeah. take Ball or Jackson or Darren Fox or somebody like that. So his minutes look safe. Um, great block upside. Hopefully, he can make his free throws a little bit more. Um, he only needs to play 23, 24 minutes to have value, so I was pretty happy with that. High upside blocks late is, is hard to do. So Yeah, that's a, that's a quintessential Gallagher pick right, right. there. <laughs> exactly. The rest <laughs> yeah. of my picks are all going to be like that, man. Like, I, yeah, no, I get it. I'm, I'm definitely going to take, take – if, any, if anyone's listening to this and they're in the mock and they take Levert, I'm coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so – and then Tim Hardaway Jr. just went um, again – Strope is all about the Hawks right now. Uh, he has Hardaway, Prince, Schroeder, and Millsap, and Jeff Teague, if you want to go former Hawks. Oh, boy. Yeah, so, yeah he's cacaw to the fullest. That's, that's too many in terms of it, if you're playing in a league, like, and in, in the Hawks have two or three yeah. games that week, you're, gonna say, you're dead. Like, you're going to lose that week. So yeah. that's, or, or that's or a tough strategy. If they're 3-3-3 three, three, three in, the in the fantasy playoffs, like, you're already dead. Right. All right, so we'll do the last two and a half rounds on Saturday and kind of go over everything. Uh, but man, this is a long pod as I knew it would be. Uh, lots of stuff. Any kind of takeaways that we've haven't talked about yet? Surprises, um, things, mistakes, things you learned. No, a co- couple guys. I'm interested. We, we've somehow yet we're at oh, pick 115. Dirk. It's, okay, yes, Dirk is still <laughs> on the board. Thaddeus Young is still on yeah. the board, and I don't get that. I mean, yeah. the dude. Yeah, he wasn't. Fantastic last year, but he was a top seventy option. Yeah, and uh, Paul George trade rumors too. Yeah, and the free throw percentage is terrible. But he only got one, he only attempted one point two free throws per game last year. He's yeah. not really not hurting you that much. Yeah. Um, I'll say Rondo is still on the board. Like I said, I think Steve should probably be targeting both of those guys. Yeah, that'd be nice. Uh, um, Levine finally went. You got Jabari still on the board because he's yep. re- recovering from that ACL surgery. Don't know where he's going to go yeah. because our league, as far as we know, doesn't have. Uh, in, in IR spot, we should say. Yep. Um, yeah, right? yeah. Who, who, who you take Rudy or Jabari first? I mean, they're both going to be out. Well, I think Rudy beats him back because I would take Rudy. Yeah, yeah. Jabari. I mean, I, Rudy was really good before he got hurt too. 
Yeah, the problem is the Achilles is is you frequently see players come back and they're just not themselves. And Rudy's over thirty, so that's going to be tough. Um, I think is oh Reggie Jackson just went. Yeah, so that, yeah. that was about it. Just a couple of veterans who have slid very far that I was a little bit. Yeah, surprised. I, I kind of can't believe Dirk's still there. I thought Dirk would go like round nine or ten, but yeah, man, if he's yeah. Back, if he comes back to me in round twelve, I mean, I kind of have to do it, right? Don't don't do it, Mike. Stick uh, to your guns. Yeah, you're right. I, no, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Levert. I already know. I already know who I'm taking for my last three picks. I'm surprised yeah. Monzo Ball's not gone yet. By the way. Yeah, that is surprising. I almost took here. him too. Yeah, if he lands on the Lakers, like who knows? They could they, they could unleash him. There's a lot of potential there. So. Do you think Chris will probably take him right here? The Welsh man. Yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah. Go full Especially out. if he, here here it is Fultz and yeah and uh, you Simmons. know he's lean and young so yeah exactly. All right, so we're out of here on that. Um, again, check out my column to see the first seven rounds in writing. We're doing another mock soon, so we're going to do a lot of mocks. Uh, should be prepped for the season coming up. It's off season, man. So Warriors in five, like we we all called Warriors in five. Um, any, yeah. What were your impressions on the Warriors' best team of all time, or any, anything there? Oh, I'm not going to give you that hot yeah, take, yeah. but they were. But they were. I mean. Come on, they're they're phenomenal. Yeah. They're probably going to win a couple more championships before yeah. that Lakers, core breaks up. They, maybe they lost um, and on purpose last year, light years ahead. So if they if they would have won, they probably wouldn't have gotten their aunt. <laughs> That's a fascinating theory. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <sighs> All right, so we're out of here, you guys. Enjoy the rest of your week. Enjoy the off season. We'll have the draft stuff coming up. Uh, Summer league, you guys know I love that. And free agency, man. We're gonna have like a week off, and then it'll be bumping again. And yeah, then, I'm looking forward to it for sure. All right, so thanks again. Thanks for coming on, Ryan. You got it, Mike. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.